The Jesuits and spiritual directors of Ignatius House Jesuit Retreat Center invite you into prayer. As we begin our prayer time, we pause for a moment, rest our bodies, and sense God's loving gaze upon us. God is here, inviting us to be still and know that I am God. I ask God for the grace to trust in God's mysterious presence and companionship in all of life's struggles. Our reading comes from St. Paul's second letter to the Corinthians. To keep me from being too elated, a thorn was given to me in the flesh, a messenger of Satan to torment me, to keep me from being too elated. Three times I appealed to the Lord about this, that it would leave me. But he said to me, My grace is sufficient for you, for power is made perfect in weakness. So I will boast all the more gladly of my weaknesses, so that the power of Christ may dwell in me. Therefore, I am content with weaknesses, insults, hardships, persecutions, and calamities for the sake of Christ. For whenever I am weak, then I am strong. Our contemporary voice is G.K. Chesterton. When Christ at a symbolic moment was establishing his great society, he chose for its cornerstone neither the brilliant Paul nor the mystic John, but a shuffler, a snob, a coward, in a word, a man. And upon this rock he has built his church, and the gates of hell have not prevailed against it. All the empires and the kingdoms have failed because of this inherent and continual weakness, that they were founded by strong men and upon strong men. But this one thing, the historic Christian church, was founded on a weak man, and for that reason it is indestructible. For no chain is stronger than its weakest link. Let these words sink into your soul.
This week's reflection is by Sarah Otto. When my mom was diagnosed with cancer years ago, I remember her telling me, you know, while it's tempting to ask why me, I'm the first one in my family to have this type of cancer. I try to exercise and eat well. I'm a good person. Really, she said, I keep asking myself, why not? And this sense of surrender and acceptance is what carried her through the many treatments and surgeries that lay ahead of her, and what made her an inspiration for me about enduring through struggle. I recalled this as I prayed with Paul's text from the second letter to the Corinthians. It can be helpful to externalize our sufferings, as Paul does in this text, attributing the thorn in his side as coming from Satan. My husband and I were joking last night that we need to perform an exorcism on our house, as we have just had perpetual sickness in our home amongst our three kids and the two of us for the last eight weeks. Wouldn't it be nice if we could just say, demons be gone? But life isn't so black and white. The good things aren't just from God, and the difficult things aren't from Satan. Illness and diagnoses, accidents and failures, these are part of life, part of the tenderness and vulnerability of being human. And it's not the thing itself, but how we respond to life's invitations and interruptions that reveal where the good and evil spirit are at work. When my mom asked me, why not me? I truly believed she was following the prompting of the Holy Spirit to look at a cancer diagnosis as an invitation to greater trust in God. Whereas the evil spirit might have prompted resentment and anger, the good spirit invited her to surrender. The evil spirit wants us grasping for control. My grace is sufficient for you, the Lord tells Paul. But grace is a mystery. It doesn't provide answers or explanations. It doesn't prompt resolutions or necessarily offer stability and control. I think what it does offer is a different point of view, a glimpse of God's perspective, which sees a much broader horizon. Our own vantage point can be narrow, especially when we are in conflict or crisis. This is why my husband and I, in our own ministry of leading marriage prep classes for our church, try to discourage the common advice you so often hear at weddings to never go to bed angry. Well, that may work for some couples. In our decade of marriage, we have found that when in conflict, spiraling further into the darkness of the night never gets us anywhere. If we can go to bed, accept the lack of resolution, we usually wake up the next morning with a different point of view. We are rested and reminded of the larger picture. The light is always stronger than the darkness. And we can usually turn to each other and forgive and offer forgiveness, receive forgiveness without the need for a perfect resolution. And those moments have strengthened our marriage. For whenever I am weak, then I am strong, as Paul says. My best friendships are the ones where I can be vulnerable. My marriage is better when I can admit mistakes and imperfections. My parenting is better when I realize my own need of being parented by God. I may not be ready to boast about all of these weaknesses like Paul can, but it does lead me to gratitude that our faith is grounded on the incarnation, that God became human, 
experienced the very tenderness and vulnerability and suffering that life offers and offers us the grace of companionship through it all. And that grace is enough because out of the cross, resurrection comes. Out of the darkness, light shines. Speak to God in these final moments about whatever is stirring in your heart. Loving God, friend and comforter, help us see beyond our limited perspective and embrace the mystery of your grace, understanding that it's sufficient even when answers elude us. Grant us the wisdom to accept life's challenges with grace and trust, knowing your presence guides us. Amen.